and welcome back to Campfire Chronicles. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Garrett. This week, we will be discussing something from our paranormal chapter. And we have a very special guest with us. Uh, I have mentioned her on the podcast in previous episodes. We have with us Delaney the Witch. Hello. How are you doing today? She's I'm not, great. She's not British, by the way. I'm not. Hello, love. Hello. Well, it's not all that. Was that words? I don't know. I go for more of like a Love Island British, like, what's up, bruv? That's a thing. Yeah. You've never seen Love Island? No. I don't know. So, um, we will be discussing the debuck box. Did I pronounce that right? Um, I don't know the exact pronunciation. It's either Dibbuk or Dibbuk. Dibbuk. Yeah. I like Dibbuk. Dibbuk. Dibbuk box. Those boxes. And it's not a book at all. It's not. No, it's more more of a a box. Ah, thanks, I know. <laughs> Captain Captain Obvious over here. So we're gonna give you the floor, Delaney, and let you kind of explain it to us. Okay. Well, to start off, um, it's a mythological term used in Judaism. Um, a dibbuk or dibuk is basically a malicious spirit um, that's out for like vengeance. And it's a dislocated soul of a dead body. So one that like didn't cross over 100% or has something against the world, you know? So this actually goes against what I said on the exorcism episode where I said that they're really, there might be malicious spirits, but they're not like evil per se or demonic. Can, can a the book or Dybbuk box be more attached to a demonic side of things? Um, I'm not 100% because it doesn't specifically have to be something demonic. It could just be like a spirit looking for revenge. So it's just one that's just kind of butthurt. Yeah, a little bit. It's a mission-oriented spirit box. Yeah, essentially. So... With with the, with that idea, would it be like um, once that spirit finishes up its mission, you know, it's unfinished business? If yeah. someone wants to say that, is it done? Is it is it over? Or I don't know. From all my research, um, they, there's never been like a spirit that's done. They're just like trapped forever. <laughs> Maybe. Like R. Kelly in the closet? That's what we're going to talk about, because there are some people who think that spirits can't attach to material items. So is it real? Is it not? Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get into it then. Okay. So there are 10 boxes supposedly in the world um, said to be symbols of the tree of life concept from Kabbalah. Kabbalah? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, which is the basis of Jewish mysticism. And eight of the ten are accounted for, but I could only find information on two of them. Uh, I'm pretty sure like most of them are buried in undisclosed locations. For a good reason, I'm sure? <clears throat> Probably, just because apparently they hold all of the evil of the 20th century. I wonder if, if they are buried. I wonder if... You can how how do I explain it? So it's like I wonder if how they are buried. You know, like in the Catholic faith, that if on a property you can have 
you have four blessed items yeah. to protect it from getting out. I wonder if that might be kind of the same exact thing if they are buried. Is you If you find one, you might be able to find four blessed items around it. Probably. You could find, like, clues to let you know that it's not something you should be messing with. Unless you got a clue, though. There's no way you're just going to start digging up looking for one. Oh, no. There's, like, you can't just find a random mark of land and start digging. Yeah, think about how much acreage you might, you would have to cover. Yeah. Like how, I would be interested to see, you know, with avid collectors or avid, avid people trying to find these boxes or the ones that are not accounted for. So what'd you say? Eight out of 10 are accounted for and two mm-hmm. of them are not. Yep. So there's still two missing. I'd be interested to see how to, to what length they're willing to go to find them. Well, there are like researchers who specifically look for them, but there's no clues. There's no map. There's, it's just working off of what they know. Some random person in history decided to bury it. Yeah. And didn't tell anybody where they buried it at. Probably for good reason, though, because... Yeah, it could be literally anywhere now. Now, you said it, it contains all the evils <laughs> of the 20th century. So, is there a possibility that someone is still creating these boxes to, let's just say, hold the evil of the 21st century, or no? So, there are theories. Um, there are a lot of th- fakes going around uh, when... The most infamous one was found. People started to go on eBay and sell just like random ones that they made, claiming that they were haunted or possessed. Yeah, I think there's a section in the research about fake boxes and yeah. the the scariness surrounding those, just because of the the fact that they are fake. Right. I say not to, not to get off topic, but kind of off topic for a minute when. You were talking about like people going on eBay and, you know, have you ever gone on eBay and typed in haunted and then just like hit enter? I haven't done that, but I did look up these boxes and like some of them just look so cheesy and stupid. So one of my favorite things to do in my pastime is just go on eBay and type in haunted dolls, haunted something and see what comes up. And my favorite one so far has been a haunted Winnie the Pooh piggy bank. I love that. Yeah. I said it was haunted and I'm like. No. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh said no money. Yeah, but I will take your soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, um it's they apparently hold all of the evil of the 20th century, so like all the evil from World War II, the Korean War, etc. Supposedly all of these 10 boxes were made during the 20th century. And it stated that if all ten are open at the same time, it would summon all of the evil compromised of that century. As long as it brings up Cthulhu, I'm cool with it. Okay. Yeah. I like Cthulhu. I think he's pretty cool. We could do something about that later on. Yeah. Baby Cthulhu's pretty cute. <laughs> all right. Um, so I'm going to cover fake boxes a little bit later when we get into analysis, but... The main box that started the whole, like, trend with selling fakes on eBay um, was owned by Kevin Manis. Um, There was, like, a thing where he went on Facebook after the whole situation and stated that it was a fake. But based off of everything that happened and the way that he received it, it doesn't make sense for it to be a fake. So it was a um, wine cabinet that he'd purchased at an estate sale in 2001. 
and it had belonged to a survivor of the Holocaust named Havala. Yep. Sure. Havana. She's from Poland. (laughs) Um, She had escaped from Spain and purchased it there before immigrating to America. So, see, when I think of a debug box, I think of it like being a, a smaller box, like maybe like a foot tall kind of thing. Right. You said a wine cabinet. Right. So when I say a wine cabinet, don't think of like a wine cellar. It's literally like, like a, a box. bottle of wine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because it thinking, could hold like one or two bottles. Right, I'm thinking like a cabinet like you would have like in your dining room or something that you can no. open up and have like multiple wine bottles. You can open it, but it's it's maybe one or two bottles. Okay. So is it safe to say that you can turn any sort of box into a debug box? Essentially, um, does I think it take it, the right amount of. I don't even know how do you how does one create a debug box? Well, it's not really up to anyone to create it. it. It's up to the spirit to manifest it. Okay, okay. So, in theory, yes, any box could become a debug box if the spirit wanted to manifest itself into that box. Right, but this specific infamous box, someone did. I, I assume it was the spirit infesting the box, but there are like relics from what you would assume she would want for okay. vengeance. So I'm, I just I'm trying to wrap my head because like when you think of like Judaism and stuff like that, you really don't think too much on like the side of evil, right? Um, so like I'm I'm trying to figure out how in the Jewish faith, you would call upon a spirit to, that that is malicious that might want to attach to it. This is where it gets kind of tricky because it is kind of like a possession. Um, so if you have like, like with this box, if you have someone who's kind of just pissed off about something and wants to make sure that when they die, they can stick around and mess some shit up. Um it's it's more of a human going into spiritual worlds that messes it up. Okay. It's not like a demon. And I don't I don't know if you get into it or not from your research and everything, but um to can you call upon a specific spirit by using specific things like, you know, hair or whatever they they had in, yes. in the human time? Correct. Okay. Which she has in this box. Okay. Um. So Havala, Havala, Yep. Her granddaughter um sold the box to Kevin Manis, and when he heard he heard it was an heirloom to the family, he tried to give it back to her, but she was like, "No, I don't want this. Like our family hates this thing." Which probably made him raise an eyebrow. Yep. It made him very curious. Um. She told him that it contained a debuk debik. Um, but he didn't understand what that was. So he started to do some research and like the dummy that he is, he opened it, um, Uh, inside he found two 1920s pennies, a lock of blonde hair, a lock of brown hair, a small statue that had the word Shalom written on it, a golden white gob or a golden wine goblet, a dried rosebud and a candle holder. Um, now I'm kind of dumb, but what does the word shalom mean? In Jewish, like Hebrew, dial- I don't know the word that I'm looking for. I think it's like I can. Look I think it's like blessings or or like 
Anyway, well, Garrett's looking that up. Um, he manifested stated that he started to have horrific nightmares while in possession of the box. He experienced some of those nightmares with guests while they were in his home. They all had the same dream. And he gifted his mother the box. And on the same day that he gifted it to her, she had a stroke. Yo, why would you, if you were having these issues, unless you really hated your mother, why the fuck would you gift her this box? I think so, he was just I trying to get rid of it. I actually might have an answer for that. Uh, Shalom, also spelled, okay, well, I don't care how it's spelled. Shalom is a Hebrew word meaning peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. Right, so and it's can like be a, used idiomatically to mean both hello and goodbye. So it's like a, a blessing, blessing, sort of. Yeah. So if it's if it's supposed to be meant for goodness, why is it used in something so evil? That's the question. Is were the things put in this box put in there as like a form of communication? Were they put in there as So going back to the meaning of Shalom, it did say that it was used for both hello and goodbye. So it could have been a goodbye as in goodbye, never come here again. Or it could be a hello, like, what's up, bitches? Maybe maybe both, like a Ouija board. Yeah, exactly. So, open to interpretation. Right. Um, At first, he didn't think that the box had anything to do with the bad dreams he was having. So, I guess maybe he gifted it to his mom, thinking it was just like a coincidence that he was having those dreams. But anyway, she had a stroke. Um, I couldn't find information whether she lived or died, but that happened. And then over over the years after he got rid of the box, um, owners of the box had the same kind of interactions with it. They had bad dreams. They started to have bad things happening to them. And with the box, it was always uh, accompanied by the scent of jasmine, which kind of smells like cat pee. And that's the same with all of the boxes. They all smell like cat piss? Yes. What if that's one of the things is just... They just had cat piss all over him. Maybe. <laughs> That's very interesting. I wonder if the jasmine was was there to maybe deter someone from opening it. Could since be. It, since it had a, a more of a vile smell to it. It's weird because I love the smell of jasmine, but most people hate it because it does smell like cat pee. Yeah, so I, I'm very familiar with the smell of jasmine. It, I come across it very often, and it reeks. I hate it. I've never smelled it. It's it's a very, very strong it's smell. Very strong. I mean, I might have smelled it. it. Was like it smells like cat piss around here. Now, one Probably. thing, one thing I didn't look up is the meaning of jasmine. So that could possibly play a part in it. Okay. Yeah, and those nightmares always included an old woman, and like a lady in black, or I couldn't find any descriptions. It it was just an old woman. Some people described her as a hag. Huh. I was gonna. I was gonna ask if it was a someone that they could focus in and and actually describe their features. And right. Everything. It's presumed that this is the spirit. So so not quite a uh, not quite a grandma figure. Right. More of like a stay off my lawn figure. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my damn box, boy. I always think like uh, the stereotypical version of like what a witch looks like. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. So it's presumed that she's the spirit, obviously, uh, which would make sense because the first owner of the box survived the Holocaust. You would think she would be pissed off. Um, The next owner of the box, I can't say the name. I can't say any of these names. 
Okay. Well, um, try, try your best. Or I think Chris has it pulled up as well. I want to say it's like Yosef Netsky. Netsky. Yeah, Netsky sounds right. I was going to say Nitsky, but Nitsky's I like, I like right. Nitsky. I'm, it's a very Jewish last name. Yeah, a very it's German a very Jewish last name. Yeah, it's it's a hard one. So right. sorry if I messed it up. Um, he owned the box while attending Truman State University in Missouri, Shout and out. he tried to auction it off on eBay soon after he purchased it. Um, he he purchased it from Manus, obviously, because uh, Manus was trying to get rid of it for months. I love that all these people get the box and then bad shit starts to happen. They're like, I don't eBay. want this fucking thing anymore. I'm going to sell it on eBay. I'm going to go to eBay. If I sell it on eBay, somebody, some poor sucker is going to buy this thing right. for whatever I can sell it for. And it's their problem now. Instead of trying to actually figure out how to cleanse the right. box and get it, get it fine again. eBay was also a very like 2000s type thing. Yeah. It was very popular during the 2000s. I like eBay. I like eBay now in 2021. Right? While in possession of the box, he claimed that electronics in his home burned on their own with no <laughs> like prior problems with them. <laughs> um, and his roommates kept trying to tell him to get rid of the box, but he was like, it's not the box. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Can you imagine just sitting in your house and like your TV explodes? Your TV just lights on fire, <laughs> like not and not even in a like explosive manner, just casually lights on fire. If, yeah. you, if you can do such a thing, just a slow burning, slow starting fire. Right. Um. Soon after those things were happening, bugs started to infest his home. Nope. And I mean, like, bugs coming out of the sink type of infestation. That's, nope. that's a very demonic style yep. thing. So something is pissed off. Oh, hi. Did you say locust? I got you. And then soon after the bugs, his roommate's hair began to fall out. Randomly. Randomly. Never had problems with his hair before. Mm. There, there might, someone might have been pulling a joke on that one. Like when That's hair. what you would think. Like, his roommates were like, oh, he has a creepy box. Let me put some nair in his shampoo. That's some shit I do. <laughs> but, yeah, but if you're not a skeptic. Explain, that still doesn't explain the random fires. Right. Because if they live there, why would they set fires in the house? I mean, I guess pranks gone bad. Well, it, you can. Let me try to debunk it real quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The electronics burning could be something electrical within the house. They also could have not been taking care of the apartment. Exactly. There could be dust on it. Water that caused, damage. Cause it. The bugs infesting his home could have been a ter just a bad home to begin with. Or maybe they're college students. They're leaving food around. Exactly. And then the roommate's hair began to fall out either from stress from college or Nair as a joke, or he just naturally has a bloodline where their hair falls out at a certain age I, I guess we would need the specifics because if you're just saying that his hair was just he would wake up and his hair was thinner each day then that's one thing but if this dude was like scratching his head and pulling out tufts of hair with every scratch that's a whole different subject that's, like, that's a whole different thing that's where skeptics uh come in it's okay. it's hard to tell if that was the box or if that's just college students being college students i love playing both sides but to get back into, like, the evil part of it, he was also having those dreams about an old woman. They were recurring. It was almost every night. He couldn't sleep. So now we have multiple people who account the same dream? Right. Okay. 
Um, he kept a blog updated um, regarding like what was going on with the box and the consequences of owning it. And the next buyer found the blog and coincidentally, they go to the same school and he was a teacher at the school. His name is Jason Haxton and he was the director of osteopathic medicine at the same university. What's osteopathic medicine? <laughs> Osteopor if you or a loved one has suffers from osteoporosis. Oh, I was thinking. Isn't it to do with your bones? I don't have a single clue. Okay. If you um, or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, you may be entitled for financial compensation. We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. <laughs> During Haxton's ownership of the box, he wrote a book about it wherein he claimed that he developed strange health problems such as hives, coughing up blood, and getting wells from head to toe. Uh, it sounds like he was just having a reaction to something. Not wells, welts. Jeez, welts from head to toe. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like he was just having a reaction to something. Yeah, I'm allergic to a lot of shit, Chris. Uh, I've never coughed up blood. I have. Oh, okay. That's not. Did you go to the doctor? No. Well, okay. Um, I couldn't find any information whether he was allergic to anything or had prior health problems because if maybe, but it is weird that like you're working in osteopathic medicine and you randomly just like happen to get all of these symptoms unless he was allergic to the jasmine and he was smelling jasmine and that's what was maybe making him break out and he was going into coughing fits that created blood coming out of his mouth I know we're like trying, I know you're trying to debunk this he's playing devil's advocate it's a lot of coincidences to happen and yeah, it's a lot he, of explanations to have to make. He also had those dreams as well. Okay, I know, well, I, I know. I just I want. I'm trying. I'm trying to play it's both the skeptic sides part. Here. Yeah. We're we're up to three now that had recurring dreams about the same exact thing, and just out of curiosity, not to feed into him playing devil devil's advocate, right? Were, was there a history? Was there a known you know source where people could read about these dreams already established? So were people able to, like, for instance, they bought the box, they started reading about the box, they saw, you know, this person or that person. I know having, what you're shooting at, and I'm going to get into that. Ha, okay. Just cool. wait. Got it. Um, so he consulted with rabbis to figure out how to reseal the Dibbik Dibbuk into the box, um, which he apparently successfully did. And then he hid the box for a very long time until recently. He donated the box to our favorite person on the planet, Zach Baggins oh. from Ghost Adventures. Baggins? Baggins, Baggins. Oh, no. Dildo. Dickhead. Douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Baggins. Um, he displayed it in his Museum of Haunted Objects, and he had a time with it. If you guys don't hear any more from Campfire Chronicles, it's because Dick Baggins blacklisted us. <laughs> I think I think I don't I don't speak for the paranormal community. However, what I know from the paranormal community, he he is not he's a tool. Yeah, he is not a popular figure. And yes, he has calmed down, especially on a show Ghost Adventures with like coming in and being aggressive towards spirits. However, that is not how you go into an investigation. 
You do not go in there trying to threaten and curse at and You're not all that trying shit. to provoke. No. Like you gotta remember you're going into their home and right. last time I checked, if someone walks into my house at eleven, twelve o'clock at night going, You motherfucker, come out here and fucking talk to me, blah blah blah, I'm gonna beat their fucking ass. I I just I don't know. I don't like him. I mean, I don't I don't know him personally, but from what I know, it'd be funny to like get him here and talk about. So in no way, shape or form do I want to slander this man Um, just because I don't know him on a personal level, nor do I think I'll ever know him. He probably doesn't have the time of day for us or for me or for you or anybody, Um, you know. He made his money, and whether or not he's completely fraudulent is beyond me. I'm not – I wasn't there for his investigations. I can't tell you if what he did was true or real or fake or what. But I know that his reputation precedes him. Yeah. And his reputation is not very good. Yeah. He's – he he, seem, he comes across very arrogant. Um, And like, like Garrett, like you said, you know, we don't know him personally. No. And but if, it's it's also a testament, like we all of us, I think, have worked with people who investigate paranormal things, mm-hmm. and they're not they're nothing like that. No, the over the top embellishing is all Hollywood. But yeah, it's just theatrics to make it more interesting for viewers. Now, and I'll tell you what, he fucking sells it, man. With with that being said, and with us just running his name through the dirt, if he ever does listen to this podcast and does want to come on and talk to us, not a chance. Be glad to. Come prove us wrong, honestly. Yeah. Not a chance. Seriously, email us at daystreamerstudios at gmail.com. And you I'm say not, not a chance, but it's going to be the one time where he listens to a podcast and he's like, okay, I'm going to prove these bitches wrong. I'm not saying not a chance because I don't want him to. I would fucking, I would be very gracious to, to have that happen. But I'm saying not a chance because as I said, we are literally nobodies. Yet. In the, <laughs> <laughs> in, the in the realm that he operates in, we are dirt. For real. We are. We are. But, you know, he might come up on here and be like, oh, so I'm the dodo. Okay. <laughs> Let me prove you wrong. I'm sorry. I've never seen your name at the forefront of a national TV show. Right. We can say he's a terrible person all we want, but he's making money. I, exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's a terrible person. I don't know what he's like outside of... You know, his reputation is that he's, yeah, I don't know what he's like off camera or offset or whatever you want to say. I, I just based on his reputation with the paranormal community, it sounds like he's not very well respected. And like I said, that's got, I don't think that has anything to do with who he is as a person. I think it just has to do with who he is within the community. Right. And how he acts and how he responds to certain things while he is quote unquote, investigating right right so back back to the box yeah so his ownership um he said that when he got the box he the museum started to develop walls of holes so random holes in the wall that looked like something was trying to get out and then the staff experienced shadow figures faintings different types of sickness Anger and anxiety when they were near the box. He has his own museum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where he has a museum of like haunted objects. Yeah, I think it's in Vegas. Uh, Yeah, Vegas. Yeah. Um, and it's worth noting that he owns two DeBook boxes out of ten. Oh, okay. So he he's the one that owns the two known yes boxes. 
And I assume he knows not to open them. Well, he did. I don't know if he actually opened, opened it, it, but he was. He did like a special where he was gonna open one, and Post Malone was there. Okay. So I don't know like, if they like actually. The Post yeah, I don't know if they actually opened it though, because from the research, it said that Zach touched it and started to feel like uncomfortable. And Post Malone touched his shoulder to, like, comfort him, and they both got, like, weird feelings. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I think there's, like, a whole section about that. There right is. There. There's a recap of, like, what happened on the show. They said that, you- yeah, Post Malone was hanging out with Zach in the Haunted Museum, and Zach went to touch the box. He felt uncomfy, so Post Malone tried to comfort him. <laughs> And oh, they both you're felt uncomfy. <laughs> they both felt weird. Um, and then Post Malone had like a string of bad luck after leaving the museum. Such as? So he uh hold on, let me find it. Okay, so they did open it and then Post Malone, after he left the museum, got into a car accident. Um he got on his plane to head back home and almost got in a plane wreck because the I think the tires like didn't pop out. I believe that the tires uh, were not inflated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then which he... is something that doesn't happen, by the way. Right. Especially if a, if they're prepping a plane, that's one of the first things they check. They check it on the ground first. Right. Well, you can't check it in the air, Garrett. <laughs> Stupid. I just meant they checked the wheels before they checked the wings, Chris. <laughs> Shortly after that, his house got broken into, and that was all within a month's time. After the box. Correct. Within a month? Yes. Okay. There's no... I couldn't find anything about whether they had dreams as well. So, he's famous. I'm sure that these things happen to famous people. and Maybe not the car accidents or the almost plane wreck or plane malfunction or whatever. Right. But, like, somebody trying to break in, I'm sure that happens a lot. I did say it was... he, He said it was just a string of bad luck. After opening the box. That's just odd. Like I said, you can make excuses and you can try to debunk, but you shouldn't have to try. You shouldn't have to debunk so many things all at one time. Right. Because it's just like I it's said. It's too much of a coincidence. A lot of weird coincidences that maybe aren't coincidences at all. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> I mean. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Because I have a whole section about like analysis of this whole situation. All right. Let's go. All right. So. Way too many skeptics on the entire concept of Divic Dubuc boxes. Um, basically, I'm just the D box. The D box. Sure. Don't like that one at all. <laughs> I'm just gonna say the box. The okay. boxes. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so the biggest critic was Chris French, and he is from Animalistic, Anomalistic, Anomalistic Psychology Research Unit at Goldsmiths College. He believes that the previous owners were set up to believe that bad things were going to happen and basically kind of like placebos. Okay. So they're set up to believe this is a cursed box. Bad things are going to happen if you open it. They open it. Anything bad that happens after that they believe is related to the box. And because their aura is now negative and they have a negative mindset, they feel like all the negative things are happening. Right. Because they're focused on the negative. So any bad things that happen after that, it's the box's fault. Ah, okay. So that was his whole theory on it. 
And to back it up, Kenny Biddle from the Skeptical Inquirer claimed that it's the original infamous box actually isn't a Jewish wine box. And that it was a mini bar from New York. (laughs) No shit. What? Not proven. It was just his claim after looking at a picture of the box. He said it looked relatable, comparable. So it could be that it's all a fake. But well, that's disappointing. Hmm. I'm in addition, this idea. <laughs> I was about to say, where are you at, debunker? I'm liking this idea. I, <laughs> I really do like the placebo effect idea. In addition to that, he said that it's an elaborate story that started the entire legend and was not an account of real supernatural events, but instead a fictional backstory that Manus came up with to sell an ordinary and incomplete mini bar. Hmm. So was it just his way of getting rid of something? to say i have a haunted minibar because you do have paranormal people that are gonna be like oh we should buy that and like see what's up with it there's there's a lot of people that are into the haunted objects and stuff like that yeah think about that community and how how high you could drive that price which i do not i do not recommend buying haunted items online or anything like that granted there's always a little part of me that wants to go into an antique store and buy something that potentially might have something attached to it, but that's just me. But I'm not going to go online, actually physically set out to buy something haunted because it's a 50-50 chance. And, and then on top of that, you don't know if that spirit that's attached to it is malicious or demonic or just vibing true this is making me want to not buy anything (laughs) anything from an antique store ever you know how much i like to shop you know how much i like to blow my money and spend money on shit this is making me not want to buy anything unless it's brand new why do you think i have my great grandmother's mirror hanging at the end of the wall yeah well that thing is creepy as hell dude i love that mirror there i swear even in the darkest time of night there's this weird glow around that mirror that just literally brightens the hallway it's okay no it's not look that mirror is a very nice piece where it's at i love where that mirror is at before that mirror was at the end of that hallway i could not see a fucking thing like <laughs> like it was dark and then you put that mirror there and all of a sudden i can see my the, to the end of the hallway no i don't like it what's really cool is like you can look in it and see what's behind you like it's bright it's enough terrifying. to see behind you yeah. oh it's amazing and think if about, i saw like a figure i would break the mirror think about walking towards it in the dark i do it every night and the feeling that you're, but you're like see used something. to it oh god no <laughs> nope the feeling that you're gonna see something go across from behind oh no i would ruin your house i would destroy <laughs> your house i'm sorry continue Oh, so so some people think that it's all a scam and it was just his way of upselling this ordinary mini bar. We're we're starting to it's starting to come back to the realm of reality. Right. Um and then many people believe that Divix Dibuks cannot possess an object. They can't put they can't attach themselves to an inanimate object. Okay. So they think all of the boxes are fake. And do you think that that's based on the argument that they can't generate enough energy to get into a box or get get into an object in general? I mean, there's that. And then there's the theory of like, why would you possess an object to do your, to do your bidding? Okay. Going, going back to the other side. <laughs> of 
love, I love the it. The sigh. Every time. The the deep inhale before you talk, I'm like, oh, here, here comes some shit. <laughs> so you said, you know, the whole thing on why you would be attached to something to right. do your bidding. It could be the possibility that they build up that energy through right. that object and know that when they get released from that object, right. it is a hundred percent energy that is going to fuck your shit up. That was my thought too. Is it just a form of travel? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like if, if that's legit, which I'm, like I said, I, I play both sides. If it's legit, then you're right. I think it's a form of travel. Right. So that you're not just fucking up one person's life. You're, you're fucking up everybody's up and Multiple everything. people's so lives. In theory, you're saying it's like trapping yourself in a gym with nothing but protein powder to keep you busy. And you're Have just building up powder. and building up. And then finally, you get out of the gym and somebody throws a snowball at you. And then gains. <laughs> <laughs> and you just unleash the fury of all of your gym work. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. But you could also think of it as like you have, you know, if you possess a, let's just say, all right, I'm possessing a desk because it was my desk. I love that desk. I I spent all my time at that desk. So I want to be with that desk for the rest of whatever while I'm still in this part of the realm. Right. So you're not going to have a enough energy to really do anything, but kind of maybe manifest every now and again. Make noises, you know, maybe make an EVP, you know, if, if someone's recording, do an EVP session, something like that, where these things are like, nah, gains, I'm going to fuck all your mm-hmm. shit up. So it's a question of whether you believe spirits can possess an inanimate object or not, and whether it makes sense to you, I guess. Based on the trapped in the gym with protein powder theory, I like I like the thought of <laughs> yeah. uh, of of spirits possessing objects. Well, if your main goal is vengeance, revenge, you if you're just sitting there and like thinking about all the bad shit that's happened to you, it's a lot easier to build up negative energy than it is positive energy. We also don't know the rules of the spirit world, man. Like maybe you can only possess one thing, right? And an object is going to have a lot more longevity than a living thing. Yep. This is true. You know, in theory. Especially depending. if it's something that's going to be passed around from generation to generation. So do, do you have anything else? or? Um, you- I just had some stuff about fakes and the fact that people believe that images of the box can be cursed as well. Okay, I, I have a question and maybe you don't know the answer. Maybe you do. What happens, let's say you have a, you know, a certified 100% de book box and it's made out of wood, let's just say. I'm, I'm just using it as a theoretical. Right. It gets caught in a house fire mm-hmm. and the de book box burns. Right. Gone. Right. Turns into nothing but ashes. Right. What happens? Does that unleash? I don't know. Oh, okay. Does it unleash the spirit? Does it destroy the spirit? Go ahead. I don't I don't have anything on this, but I do just want to say if if you do have an idea or or have a thought on it, email us at daystreamerstudios at gmail.com <laughs> or you can send us a uh voicemail, voice voice it's a recording. voice message. Yeah, voice message on Anchor too. If you call it a voice you're fucking you're so old. Voice memo. Just send us a voicemail. 
Send us a voicemail at anchor.com. Seriously, like if you if you have any questions, anything, ideas, or if like you have that, experience, if you've done know. more your own research on the book boxes, if you know more about them, definitely reach out to us. And we are just ignorant because we do not know much about them. And I would love to know if you have more information that we do not. For sure. I don't have any more information. I was just going to let you guys give your theories. All right. Well, Garrett, what do you think? What do you think about the debug boxes? I think the one that what Manis and Nitsky and Haxton, Dick Baggins. <laughs> I think that one, I think that one's a sham. Uh, I think the placebo effect was very much in effect. Right. Uh, and I do have one question, another question about it. Did when uh, when Zach Baggins, Baggins, Dick Baggins, uh, and Post Malone did their little thing, did their little special with it? Right. Did Post or Zach go into it with a negative mindset? I I don't know. I haven't watched the special, but I imagine they went in with like, "There's something evil in here." Okay, because knowing. Well, not knowing them, because I don't know them personally, but knowing what I do know about them, they both seem like pretty positive people. Right. Uh, Zach less, but Post seems like a pretty cool, chill. Like Chill. He seems like he wouldn't carry around that negative mindset on a day-to-day. Right. So the fact that all that negative stuff happened coincidentally, very quickly right after, go ahead. With your theory. <laughs> but if the story of the box is there. They knew the story. They knew the reputation. Then you go into it either knowing so, or hoping that something bad is going to happen. So you're saying the car accident tripped him out and he was like, oh, shit, it's because we did that box. And then he got into the mindset, like living carefully, cautiously. The only thing about that started to happen. That makes me wonder if it's real is the plane thing. I don't know. Because it's a very rare thing where your safety gear is not checked. Well, I mean, look at Kobe. But that was his personal helicopter. True. But I maybe it was a Monday for that dude or a Friday. (laughs) Maybe. There's always a chance that the safety equipment wasn't checked, but it just feels very off-putting that you know a celebrity is coming onto your plane. You know his reputation is big. You wouldn't think to double, triple check your safety gear? I I do think that there are a lot of coincidences that happen after these things are opened, fucked with, moved around, you know, sold on eBay. I I think there are a lot of coincidences that that happen. The one thing that can't be explained, and and there's no way to debunk it, is the nightmare. Unless they all read about it from the first guy. And then the second guy. And, and it the, could and be story. that placebo thing. Because subconsciously you could be processing it as like, oh, I'm going to see an old woman in my dreams now. Yep. Okay. So I'm not really sure where I'm at in uh, in my opinion. I don't – I want to believe that they're real just because I think that it's cool. It's a cool concept. But I also don't think that there's enough evidence or fact behind what – the events are afterwards to prove the hauntings okay, or the possessions rather until all 10 are together and someone is stupid enough to open all of them. Zach. 
we won't know if it's real or not. We we all know that if Zach's able to get all all ten of them, he's gonna open them. Yeah, I kind of. If that does happen, part of me I don't know if this makes me a bad person, but part of me hopes that all ten of them do get open at the same time, just to make like absolute sure whether it's real or fake. Well, it comes back to <laughs> so at the beginning of 2020, scientists opened up a sarcophagus is that the word of an ancient egyptian king wherein it was stated that if they opened it the evil of that time would be released onto the world covid happened a bunch of people died and we have no idea what was going on at the death of that emperor king whatever it may have been could have been some sort of plague of of sorts right could have been a whole lot of things. I think it's fair to say that there are certain things that you just shouldn't mess with from our past. I mean, you shouldn't open up things that look like they shouldn't be opened up. <laughs> the fact that they opened a sarcophagus, first of all, is entirely disrespectful. Um, it's a dead person. Uh, well, you wouldn't dig up a grave. That's, I was actually about to say, um, a lot of unrestless spirits is because people have moved their graves or their, or their resting places have been disturbed. Yeah. That's why you'll see, you know, spirits, you know, roaming around cemeteries because of, you know, they're, they're restless. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is one theory. So, and then that's another thing is like, like a native American burial ground. Right. You do not fuck with them. That's where my brain went. That's yeah. exactly where my brain went. Cause I, I've seen a lot of things go South Whenever they disturbed a Native American, right. in, in particular, a Native American burial ground. So my grandmother's house is potentially on a Native American burial ground. Potentially. One of the, the at what it has been told that it is. And you get weird vibes in there. Extremely. Me and my sister both get <laughs> extremely weird vibes. And come summertime, we're actually going to go out there and investigate some. And I'm going to go with you. That's fine. Okay. Just don't get scared. I will not. Okay. I show no fear. Oh, I can tell you this. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to tell you anything. Cool. I'm not going to tell you anything. I like keep that. It, keep it mysterious. Good. So, Delaney, what is your thoughts on the old D-Box? So, I also think that... D-Box, yep. I also think that the one being passed around is probably a fake. Um, I think that there are items in this world that shouldn't be messed with you shouldn't open them you shouldn't touch them specifically things related to spiritual people so like native americans egyptians i don't know that a dibic dibuk is real um like what Maybe i stated the spirit itself or the box both okay because it is it's something that most jewish people would not know about okay or if they do they read about it. It's not mentioned in like Judaism. It's not a big topic that they discuss. It's not like this is your homework for today. Well, I can tell you there's nothing in the Old Testament about it. Right. No. So I don't I don't think that the ones that Zach Baggins have are real. But I do think that things hold history, objects hold history, places hold history. And you should go in with respect. You shouldn't go in trying to provoke things. Um, the placebo effect is huge 
for skeptics in this situation. If you think it's fake, that's that's your theory. It's the placebo effect. So yeah. Don't walk around with a negative mindset after you buy a haunted item after you, after you just don't buy haunted of, uh, items off of eBay. Off eBay. Yeah. <sighs> eBay lost it. When you get an antique, when you go to a thrift store and get something, just make sure that you're not keeping any negative energy surrounding it. Or or get it cleansed. Get it cleansed. Even if there's nothing there, it doesn't hurt to get it cleansed. I will not be cleansing my mirror. Okay. That's just that's just me. Can can we clean the mirror? <laughs> clean it like Windex? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Sweet. It's got smudges on it. Who's been touching it? Me. Why? I don't know. He's trying to provoke something. Oh Lord. Um I my opinion on the old debuck box, I don't know. I mean I think I got a couple theories behind it. I I I, I don't think it's real. Right. I, I think I think what, what Zach has are, is fake. However, we touched on one of the two boxes he has. Right. Now I want to know information on the second box he has. Where did he come? Where did it come from? What's the history behind that? So on and so forth. I want to know about eBay. Really? Uh, No, I'm guessing. Zach got it. (laughs) Zach got it from Haxton. The second one. The third guy who had it. Well, the second box. box. I don't know where he got that one. Yeah. So like, like I said, we were talking about the one box he had, but I want to know about his second one. Right. See what's going on with that one. I want to know about the other six. True. I want to know about the other eight. I want to know about the two that haven't been found. I don't think they'll be found. And if they are, nobody's going to know what it is. And I, if, if it is, if it is true, I, I believe that it is not behind Judaism or, or the Hebrew, anything about that. I believe that is a face for either black magic. Okay. Like that kind of thing. Or like, um, voodoo style something like that where it's not it's not possibly even wiccan or no well wiccan's not not okay if it's gonna be wiccan it would just be like a bad omen yeah it wouldn't be like a spirit okay and which which that's what i'm thinking is that it's it's not judaism it's not a spirit it's and i don't want to say demonic but i don't believe whatever is attached to it is going to be from an earthly realm so I believe that they are using that as a front or a face and okay. throughout the years that's kind of been the passed down from generation to generation. It's um, like culturally influenced. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at on it. I until I get harder evidence, I'm I'm gonna side on the skeptic side of things, unfortunately. And and y'all know me. I I wanna be on the other side so bad. Right. But I think I'm gonna fall also on the skeptic side. I'm, I'm kinda half and half. I don't think the ones that are found are particularly real, but I do think that items hold history. And right. if you mess with that history, there's consequences to that. Yeah. For sure. I'm 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 with you on that part, definitely. But I just something about the something about the D box I, I just can't get with. Something about the D box. <laughs> I guess it's better than a D bag. That is true. Like Zach. Ooh. <laughs> Well, and, and again, Zach. Please don't I, sue me, Zach Baggins. I, I hope you're a good sport. Um, if you want to come on the show, which you won't, but if you do, which you won't, uh, daystreamerstudios at gmail.com. Uh, you can also free. find us on Instagram as well. You can DM us at campfire underscore chronicle PC. Bring Aaron. I love Aaron. 
Yeah, I don't. You're not. Nope. Uh, the the closest we're going to get to Zach Baggins is probably a cease and desist order. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get sued. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, if you don't take that off the air right now, we're going to just repossess the entire structure that you operate in. Well, thank God for him. We can always get another audio interface and microphones. True. Thank you, money. Yep. I, I kind of want to, I kind of, since we're at the end, I kind of want to just ask for our listeners if they don't mind can you please like send us a five-star review on like apple podcast and you know that kind of stuff also also if y'all have any kind of like you know constructive criticism like how we can maybe change the show up or you know make it make it better or you think it's sucking let us know like us like we've said daystreamerstudios at gmail.com so if you think it's sucking then if you reach out and ask for chris's personal contact information i can actually get that to you as well so that way you can give the uh, the information straight to him. And I can actually give you Garrett's uh, social security number and his mother's maiden name. Um, that will kind of help along, with that, along the lines of things as well, too, huh, Garrett? <laughs> I'm glad yeah. I'm not permanently a part of this yeah. podcast. Cause... <laughs> um, I do want to thank Delaney the Witch for coming on, coming on and talking about the buck boxes with us. Um so I, I didn't know anything about him. Garrett, I'm pretty sure you didn't know much, anything about him either. No. When I heard that we were going to be covering the book boxes, I said, oh, what the fuck what? Because I had never heard of such a thing. And after doing a little bit of my own research and, of course, everything that we learned here today, tonight, whatever, at this time, I still feel like I, there's a lot more that I need to definitely questions you still have. Yeah, for sure. There's questions I still have. Because, as we said before, I definitely believe in the, the fact that energy can get tied to items. But whether or not spirits, especially malevolent ones, can possess a, an object, that is the question. Yeah, and I mean, that's the beautiful thing about the paranormal field is nobody knows. And it's always going to be a question. Just like the, you know, where'd life come from? But... I want to thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying our show, be sure to follow us and stay tuned for more episodes to come. And as always, do your own research. All right, Zach Baggins. Bye.